Welcome to the podcast room on Shokarela. My name is Chloe and your name is? Mirlan. And it's my first time meeting you. <laughs> so tell me more about you. Um, Luca parle en creole avec um, anglais. <laughs> um, we're going to have écrit um, livre, livre sur sustainability. Pas connaître qui j'en peux dire en creole. Mais um, livre ça, livre sur um, Pierre Bois. Avec qui j'en peux maintenir? Maintain? <laughs> Let's do it in yeah, English. Bon. So let me start. Yeah, okay. So before, so okay. So where are you from? What's your background? Tell me a little bit about okay. you before going to the book. Okay, I'm from New York, and I'm a massage therapist there. Um, however, I do have a writing degree, and my parents are from Haiti, so I come here pretty often, and I see um, a lot of positive things and negative things as well. So I feel like as a diaspora, it's up to me to make an effort to use what I learn in America and in other countries and provide that knowledge to Haitians if they need it. Um, so I'm starting with a book series on sustainability. So I want to write about water catchment systems and um, about trees and things that people can do with plastic so that Haitians themselves can decide how they want to um, handle their own neighborhoods and things that they want to do. And it's a book, so I'm not forcing anyone to use the information. <laughs> they don't have to read the book, but if they do, they can learn more about what to do with all of the things that they already have in their own life. Okay, but you said you're a mass massage, masseuse, mm -hmm. but you write about trees. Can you please <laughs> explain the relation? There's not much relation. <laughs> so you just know about trees? Well, you know what? That's not true. There is a little bit of a, a relationship. Like, I think having um, a healing spirit is very important when you're dealing with people and then also when you're dealing with the land. So I feel like by writing these books, I'm kind of translating how I am as a person to other people if they choose to read it. Yeah, but how do you know about all this? Like, mm -hmm. like how did you get into writing about this subject? I got into writing about it because I was talking to just Haitian people on the street. I would ask them, you know, me and my family, we live in New York and some people live in Canada. Is there anything that you want us to do for you? You know, we hear a lot of things through the media um, and then we see a lot of things also on the street, but that doesn't mean that um, Haitians want us to come in and save them per se. So I would ask like, um, what would you want? And the main thing they said was that they want one, One thing was that they want me to bring other people with me so that they can see that Haiti is very beautiful and it isn't just um, a country that's very poor. There's poor areas and then there's also rich areas and areas filled with vegetation that are really beautiful. And then also someone requested a book that um, would teach anyone who is a Haitian Creole speaker English so that they wouldn't have to learn French before learning English. And I am working on a book like that, but it's gonna take a while. <laughs> Writing on trees is a little bit easier, so. Okay, so I'm trying to understand. So, sure. so you just, you come in Haiti with your family and you decide, okay, let me just go and ask people what do they want? Like, that's a really general question. And you just, how do you choose these people? Like, how do you decide, like, and you just say, hi what do you want and the yeah. person tells you i want you to come with more people yeah. and the second thing yes. they ask is we want to read but i think most haitians not most but there's a vast majority of haitians that don't even know how to read so i'm trying to understand like 
Yes, so please explain more. Yes. Well, I did literally go up to Haitians and ask, is there something that you want from me <laughs> as a diaspora? And they genuinely answered. And I also noticed, too, that a lot of them were surprised I was asking. They okay, kind of were thinking that I would just take my pictures and go. They didn't think I would want to be involved in their lives or improving things. Okay, so they didn't say what exactly they wanted to read about. They just told you, we want to be educated in a way. Well, they, um, just as someone with a Haitian family, I know how they feel about education. So I, I don't need to ask them if they think education is important. I already know that they're Haitian and they're going to tell me education is important to them. But there were um, people who were basically saying that they wanted jobs and they wanted opportunities. So I know as a person that if they're able to um, have more trees, if they're living on the countryside, they'll be able to work if they want to. Obviously, not everyone wants to be a farmer, but it's an option to be able to take care of their land. And also, if they wanted to translate, um, for example, me and my sister went to the Citadel, and there was these really young kids who were kind of following up following us up the Citadel, which is a very long trek. I don't know if you've ever done yes, it. It's a very long, long trip up. It is long. <laughs> I, I, I it's counted. Long. It was like 40 minutes. Well, we took a motorcycle for a chunk of it, so I didn't have to walk. <laughs> but basically, uh, we asked him, especially since he was a young Haitian, you know, he's maybe starting the beginning of his career, and I did ask him, literally, what, what do you want from us? And he did explain that he, you know, he had learned English, from speaking to people who visited the Citadel, but it would be easier for him to do so if he had had access to books with okay, information. So books is very general, but you decided to go with trees. And why is that? I decided to go with trees because I feel like for myself, from what I've seen, people don't know enough about the current technologies that they could use to improve their lives. For example, um, my family is from a very rural area and they still use the outhouse system to go to the bathroom. And I'm not saying that what I'm suggesting is above that, but at least it's an option to start composting. Like, give me an example, like, comma. I'm not sure, like, what you just said, like, you don't think it's a good option to use a Lock no, I don't in, think it's... I don't, what are you suggesting yeah. instead? I don't think it's a bad option, but what I'm suggesting is for them to create their own composting toilets. Okay, so you have that in the book. I do have that in the book. Okay, so composting and... So how did you learn about composting, for example? On a, just living in America, you can Google anything. There's a YouTube on anything. Um, so And also, I do have a friend who is an urban farmer in New York. So she's going to edit my book and make sure that it's accurate. <laughs> because also, I'm not it, a it farmer myself. It hasn't been edited yet. Uh, it has to be edited several different ways. Okay. But I, um, I'm going to make sure that the information is accurate. And, and as I said before, not every Haitian has to use the information. I don't read every book in America. They don't have to read my book. But if they want to, then the information is there. So what type of information do you talk about in the book okay sure um i talk about uh trees that are native um to haiti so like for example um there's been more than one hurricane <laughs> and then there was also an earthquake and because of those um disasters there was a lot of flooding i'm not i've spoken to other haitians and asked them if they knew that if there were more trees in certain areas then there would be a lot less flooding. And they told me that they did not know. So I think there is an element of people not knowing what to ask because they don't know what to ask. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else is in so here? So you talk about... I have a, ch a section on something called Arbor Lou. 
it's a system of composting toilets that's popular in Africa. And for people who live in rural areas in Haiti who don't have access to internet as easy as myself, I think putting it in the book could at least give, maybe spark um, a moment for them to think of doing things a little bit differently themselves. Okay, so your hopes are for a Haitian to get your book is to know more about the different types of trees that grows in Haiti and also how to... Create a tree themselves. Create or plant? Create? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Planting and creating is very similar. Yeah? Because, um, for example, if someone has information for my book, they can call their family in America or Canada or France or wherever they are and ask for seeds and say, you know what? I live on a mountain and I want to create my own farm on something, a uh, farm of mango trees. Whatever it may be, they can now know to even ask those questions. And I agree with you about um, the literacy rate. I do want to do some other books as well that are kind of um, about Creole, but I also I want to do my own research and not um, condescend to people that they don't have Creole books here. You know, I don't know if that's the case, but I haven't seen too much, too many books about composting so far. So that's definitely a gap I'd like to fill. Um, and, you know, I have to say, if someone wants to compete with me on giving Haitians information about composting, I welcome that. Feel free. <laughs> great, great. Oh, yeah. But so what are your uh, future plans or your hopes for that book and your plan, your Dreams. Yeah, I have a bigger goal that seems really large right now. No, go. But I want Haiti. Big. Yeah, exactly. I want Haiti to become a no-waste country so that there's no garbage at all produced. And it's a lot harder to show certain images if they're not there, Yeah, so if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you're working towards that. Yes. Yeah. And also the reason I'm writing a book is it's something I know how to do. Okay. So I'm not going to pretend to do something like I'm not going to create a nonprofit when I'm not somebody who knows how to run a nonprofit. I'll leave certain things to professionals, so <laughs> but you, I do know how to write. So. so, so you wrote a few books already. Yes. This is the first one that's kind of closest to being finished. Um, so I brought some copies with me um, to the summit. Okay. But the other ones you wrote, but you never finished them. So well, you I never really had feedbacks about your book. Did you? Or? Uh, well, I started six months ago. So the writing? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I, well, I kept visiting Haiti, but I didn't know what I could do to help as a person. So okay. I really had to think about it on my own before I jumped into something. So I haven't gotten feedback because it's still pretty young. Okay. <laughs> so what got you to Haiti Tech Summit? <sighs> I was in Haiti last year, a week before the last Tech Summit. And I was on Instagram and looking at all the Haiti bloggers that I follow. And I was like, what? Is, what? <laughs> what is all of this they're going to? And I don't know about it. And I was so mad. So for a year, I've been waiting to come to Haiti Tech Summit after missing the last one. And you're happy to be here. So I'm happy far, to be how, here. How's your experience so far? So far, really good. Um, there's been a lot of information, a lot of networking, which has been really positive. And just kind of, I, I think the most important thing for me about the summit is learning what other people are doing. Because I don't want to do 
what I'm doing in a vacuum and not know what else is going on already in Haiti. I think it's very easy to kind of look at the imagery and assume nothing's happening or that Haitians themselves aren't doing anything, and that's not true. So I, um, I want to know what's going on in the community because I do live in New York, so I don't hear or see everything that's happening in the country. Yeah, but you come often, so... Yes, very often, which is a blessing. Um, I realized later that... I didn't think about it, but when I was younger, my dad would bring me and my siblings to Haiti pretty often, and I realize now that that's not everyone's experience in the diaspora, so there'll be people who are in their 20s and 30s, and they're afraid to come. Yeah. And that's uh, that's another thing that I would like to work on, not necessarily through writing, <laughs> but I can post on my Instagram that I went to Haiti and it was safe. So what's your and username I had a grand time. so the people listening can follow you? Yes, uh, it's Mirlan Massage because I'm a can massage Can you spell thing. it? Yeah, M-I-R-L-A-N-D-E-M-A-S-S-A-G-E. Mirlan Massage. Yeah, massage. and if you're in New York, if you're in New York, call me <laughs> <laughs> to get your massage. <laughs> Where will they find your number? Oh, they'll find it um, on my Instagram as well. So okay. I have information on there too. Awesome. They can contact me. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say before we leave? Um, I would like to say that um, since I've started coming to Haiti as an adult, I've seen a lot of improvements um, and a lot of positive things. However, um, Obviously, it'd be great if things went a lot faster. So I'm trying to contribute in the way that I can. And I encourage anyone who's in the diaspora to think about how you can um, improve things in Haiti in your own way and not try to maybe steal any commerce from Haitians themselves, which I think is really important to not make it seem like anyone here is incapable, but you're providing what you know how to do. And if they want it, then they can accept it. If not, then that's okay to just... Uh, at least put the information out there, whatever you know about your own industry. Great, uh, great. That's awesome. All right. Well, you. nice meeting you, Mila. I know. <laughs> nice meeting it, you, too. Thank you for the nice, questions. Yes, it was nice talking to you. Okay. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs>